On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving, at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. So I just keep writing. I don't need no help. I don't need opinions. So don't waste my time. Then I just been living. How's it going? Uh, welcome back to another episode. Uh, episode four here uh, of the Mile High Pod- Pundit Podcast. Uh, like to bring in my co-host uh, Jared here now. Jared, how you doing? Good, bro. Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, woke up and you know just just good vibes the entire day. Really just good Colorado day uh capped off by just I don't know if you saw that sunset tonight but it was one that I haven't seen here in Fort Collins and I mean it just it hit it, it kind of looks like our background on our uh, on our on our episodes huh <laughs> it kind of does you know you got you got that those big those deep hues of purple and the orange bright, and everything vibrant. it's oh, just yeah, beautiful yeah you're just like wow i'm really really just blessed to be in such a great state um yeah yeah pretty pretty good day uh what about you what'd you have going on uh i was actually went and uh helped out a youth baseball camp um for one of my jobs um so i was just there from about uh about six o'clock till about eight and end up pulling a muscle and i was just just been kind of sore since i got back but uh, it's just one of those things is just getting old and can't move like i used to i wish i could old man shuck old mm-hmm. man shuck pretty much pretty here first <laughs> pretty much man i wish i could still move like i did in high school but my body's just like oh. now nah, you're done yeah um, it's just not fun definitely definitely feel like i'm 26 now Oh yeah, you, you can you can tell like like you're you can just feel your body change and you go oh this sucks every bit of this just sucks. I feel weird saying that, but it, it's it's got some truth to it. Yeah, and <laughs> like, like you don't feel it until you get to that age. Like, like I was playing golf with my dad over the weekend, and he was he was like, oh man, you know I used to make fun of my grandpa and my dad when when we when we be like oh it's I'm fine to play eighteen and they're like and they're dying and now he's the one going okay this sucks I don't want to play eighteen anymore. I just want to play nine holes and call it good. And I'm over here going, I'm good. Let's keep playing 18. <laughs> Go. <laughs> yeah. Keep burning them up. <laughs> oh man. Uh, speaking of sunsets, I was just getting some, uh, just kind of some quips, uh, just as far as like what I've seen on, on Twitter and stuff for, uh, for all you guys just here for, uh, some, some general news, uh, 
Nikola Jokic has been practicing with the Nuggets. That's kind of big. Um, also, just got another great view of that sunset from Denver because the Rockies are back in action doing uh, intra-team uh, stuff as well. Nolan Arenado looks like he's in mid-season form right now. He is. I'm, I mean, I get it. It's against Rockies pitching, so I mean, I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean I mean, I mean, give it, give it what you will. But the dude's hitting at least 750 right now. Like he's just he's carving the ball. And then did you see the one that Hilliard hit earlier today? Oh yeah, and I don't know if you got the bomb by story too. Mm-hmm. They're just teeing off. They do look like they're you know they're. I hope that it's. You know, because because they're going off against guys like Marquez and Freeland and Gray. I mean, they're no slouches. So uh, I hope it it's the start of a hopefully an offensive resurgence. And you got you know you got Kemp coming in there too. So yeah, and and really quick before we get into our um, our only topic, I, well, I'm going to cover two things really quick. This 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 week we're going to do we're going to try something a little bit different. We're going to do one subject. 30 minutes long and we're going to take a huge deep dive into it and we're going to do the same thing probably for the next couple of weeks um not to get too deep into things uh joel and i are starting new jobs here and so time's a little bit more limited than we'd like it to be than it was previously with quarantine and everything like that so we're, we're going to take a little bit of a deeper dive into some really interesting subjects that we want to talk about um so that's the first piece the second piece is i want to give a special shout out to Mike McGarry um, on Twitter, he, uh, yeah. he he interacted with us. I went I went to school with Mike at Metro. He's a sport management major, um, just like I am, or I was previously, past tense. Um, and he, I, we love that kind of interaction because the second people ask for something, we can give it to him. Be like, look, here here's what we said to back it up. And it was about you, Darvish, and we had said it earlier on the podcast. We said it in like week one. We're like, you, Darvish, yeah. and Hunjin Ryu never want to pitch a course again. They never want to face the Rockies again. That's fact. Ever. So ever. So yeah, and I just wanted to give that quick shout out to him because that, that was great interaction and, and then and we want more of that. So uh, yeah, most definitely guys. And Matt, thank you for the follow as well. Uh it, it was great, you know, being that that Colorado fans aren't alone on, on that vast uh Twitter landscape. <laughs> uh so so yeah, thanks for listening and uh, it goes for everyone too. Uh, thanks so much for just, you know, taking the time and, uh, out of your days. It means a lot to us because we're, we're here talking we're, I'm doing what I love, honestly. I mean, I could do this all day if I could and I would, but I can't. So <laughs> it, it would be fun. Um, It'd be fun to work at altitude sports radio. That'd oh, be so much fun. Give me a, sh- I was looking at, uh, just some of the guys that, uh, we sort of interact and follow with uh, Jared. I'm sure you do too. Just some of the guys that were accepted into the bubble to, to cover those teams, and mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be just the experience of a lifetime for those guys. Yeah, and it's it's going to be really interesting to see how they do um, how they do these broadcasts because I, I saw some reports that the NHL is going to have a broadcast from home studios or um, or from like like from Altitude Studio down on Arapahoe if they're going to do Avs games down there. I don't know what they're doing with the NBA. Um, I'm I'm sure a lot of that is still being ironed out as we speak to understand like what we're going to do. But um, really quickly, I just saw this on on the Twitter machine too. Um, there's a NASCAR race tonight that's going to host 30,000 people in a hundred in 115,000 seat um, venue. So th- this 30, might be 30,000 in 150, but it's 115,000 seat venue. So you're going to get more than that six feet apart. But it's going to be really interesting to see if if this is the start of the return to fans in in venues. Then th- this could be a really 
good step if NASCAR is going to be able to do it and successfully do it and not have any issues post this and they they follow up with their people who are there and say have you have you tested positive have you done this have you done that I'm sure they're doing temp checks I'm sure they're doing all these things at the at the gate so yeah I'm, I'm interested to see how this goes tonight yeah me too that's that's really interesting that you that you bring that up especially just given the logistics you know you, th- you think about 115,000 uh capacity and, and you know, thousand like I, I i was initially shocked at that amount being uh, what was going on you know with it we just you know, we've been talking about it for, for a while i mean you just know it, it was just it, it's just surprising that they're able to get that many people in um without a hitch i guess would be and it'll be interesting to see just how that all plays out um but yeah guys uh sort of just getting into uh what we are talking about today the main dockets uh favorite day of the week we are talking avs hockey ladies and gentlemen uh, avalanche hockey is back and did you see that they just released the the times for the first two games for the avs too I saw we were playing the Blues. I didn't quite catch the time. Uh, I know that I'm going to be, you know, hopefully moving to Denver in that first, second rate, uh, that that time time of day. So, mm-hmm. uh, just, uh, what, what time are they playing? So, so when they play St. Louis on August two, <clears throat> they're going to play at uh, four thirty Mountain, so six thirty Eastern. And then when they play Dallas on August 5, it's going to be a 4.30 uh, Mountain Start, 6.30 Eastern as well. And they haven't released a time yet for the exhibition game against Minnesota on the 29th. So, And they don't have a time yet for the Vegas game. So we're we're just kind of waiting to see where all all this ends up. But it's going to be really, really interesting to see um, because Colorado is going to have three days off or two defecto two days off after they play Dallas on the fifth before they play Vegas and Vegas is only going to have one before turning around and playing Colorado. So it, it will be an interesting time. And Colorado's is very spaced out. They get two days off after each game. So well, I, I think it's going to bode better for Colorado than it is anybody else in the West in the round robin part. Well, yeah. And just thinking off, off the top of my head here, Name a team that went through more this year than the Avs. Good Please. luck. Good luck. I mean, we were starting our, 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 you know, our AHL goalie at some points in the season. People, you know, they remember the big injuries, Ranton and Landeskog. McCarr. They forget. Yeah, McCarr, too. It's the mentality of this team. Road warriors that they were here. Seeing that massive differential on the road in my eyes is a great uh i've said it before i'll say it again it's a great stat to determine who's going to do well in the playoffs um just that intensity you know ratcheted up playing away especially in front of fans granted you don't get that now but during the season i mean they were top three uh you know in that goal differential and i mean just battle tested proven ready to roll in my opinion you know Landis Cog came back a couple weeks ago, like I was saying, and you could just feel like like just the energy changing with that team. I mean, have you have you gotten any reports on just how the atmosphere is as far as the training camps are concerned? Everything I've read from the Athletic to DNVR to Denver Post when it's not behind a paywall, um, 
it's it's all very very positive um don Skoy did an interview today with um the athletic and dnvr and um and, and Denver Post, it was him and Burakovsky. It was just kind of sound bites from the a, a couple of the guys who were who were, who were big players and and major free agency acquisitions by Joe Sakic and and building the depth of this team. And 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 I, w- I want to remind everybody, Jonas Donskoy was on the Sharks team that went to the Cup Finals against Pittsburgh four years ago. And he was on the Sharks when the Avs played them. Last, last year, year as well. Yep. And <clears throat> and he and he flat out said that this is the best team I've ever been on. Him and Burakovsky both echoed that statement. And keep and Burakovsky is a Stanley Cup champion. He won he won with Washington two years ago. So this guy knows quality talent. He's played with Ovechkin. He's played with TJ Oshi. He's played with John Carlson. He's played with Evgeny Kuznetsov. This guy has been with top class players, and he and both of them have come out and said that this is the best team I've ever been on. From team chemistry to the quality on the ice to just everything surrounding this team, this is the best team that they have been on, bar none. It's a different type of energy at the can. And you got Kale. You know he was he was announced today as a finalist for the Calder. No surprise. Everyone knew it was coming, uh, myself included, and and well deserved too. Yeah, well-deserved, well-deserved. I mean, you just get guys like that, you know. Kinnan, you know, the finalist for the Hart Trophy. Uh, I mean... And Ted Lindsay. It's, it's, and, the, and the Lindsay Trophy, yeah. Get guys like that, and especially with, with Makar being a rookie, there's just a vibe. I don't know what it is. It's, it's a vibe to this team. It's like, hey, we've been through the mix. We've been through the grind. We're not healthy during the grind all season. You know, they, they, they were playing down. They are playing with one arm pinned behind their back the entire season, in my opinion. And, 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 it, and it was it was everywhere. It was everywhere from Ian Cole. We didn't know when he was coming back. He, he had off-season hip surgery, and he was lucky to go three weeks after opening night um, against Calgary. Well, yeah, I remember when they released that report and said he was active for that game. Yeah, he, he would he would have been active, but they did the smart thing and held him out for opening night. If, yeah, he, if they yeah. would have played him opening night, it, I think it would have caused more harm. And I think he knew that, and that's why he was okay sitting out opening night and giving Connor Timmons the opening night start. And that that's completely fine. Everyone understands that. And, Huge confidence boost for Timmons, too. I mean, you think about these guys that you know, even, even people swinging up from the Eagles, Jared, mm-hmm. you've gotten proven you know high stakes minutes because of this the this avs team is dangerous they are well-rounded and you look at the players that they have in training camp right now and it it makes me just almost giggle and just anticipation i mean i'm so so excited about about just everything kicking off and it's going to be a ride i mean looking at the whole team like you were saying everyone's stepped up when they've had to and it's a great, just that camaraderie uh, vibe to be around. Yeah, and and and, and what we're going to do is we're going to preview what what we believe will be the Avalanche roster for this upcoming playoff run. And and, and we gave ourselves it made it a little bit. We tried to make it a little bit tougher on ourselves. You can only take fifteen forwards, eight defense, and three goaltenders. And 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 we were talking about this, Joel and I were um, before we started this up. And there, I, I told Joel straight up that I, I have a guy off of the top four lines that is going to irritate many Avs fans who listen to this because it, he is one of those guys who is I, I I don't understand it personally, but he is one of the favorites of Avs fans, even though in in my opinion. 
he he's not worth that favoritism. You talking about you aren't talking about Josty Toasty, are you? Yeah, I am. Okay. Yeah, I like 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 I said, it's just it's one of those things where I think we have enough skill, and there there's guys who, in in my opinion, deserve those minutes more. Yeah. Than Tyson Jost and can give us more than Tyson Jost can give, and I don't know if it's because they called him up too early, they they stunted his development, whatever it might be, because they did something different with Miko that they didn't I, do with Josty. So yeah, I remember when I was with the Eagles, he he was great with the Eagles. Exactly, and now, and now he it it just feels like it just feels like whenever he's in Burgundy Blue, he can't figure it out. I I don't understand it. He, he was a top 10 draft pick. He was drafted 10th overall the year before Miko. Miko was the year after his top, and he was a top 10, and Miko is the highest paid av on the roster. I, it, I, I, I don't understand what, what happened with Tyson Jost. It's looking at just his position. You were saying, just holding down that center spot, Avs have a lot of talented centers. He, he's not even um, a center to me. He he has never been a true center. If he was a true center, if they only wanted to use him at center, he should have been traded two years ago. Plain and simple. It, he he's one of those guys that I I look at and go, well, maybe he just needs a change of scenery. He he reminds me a lot of Kiss of Chris Bigra, who we traded for Ryan Graves. It, it, at the time, it looked just like an AHL swap, N- nothing crazy. And Ryan Graves is now a premier at, defenseman with the Axe. Look at look at development and things like that. What I'm talking about too, guys like Graves have gotten, you know, just quality quality minutes, mm-hmm. and it has definitely. Off. <laughs> so I okay. So so enough of vamping. Let, let's get into the rosters um the 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 goalies let's start with the goaltenders work from goaltenders through the to um our forwards um at at goaltender we're we're allowed to pick three um the the three goalies who were invited to to camp were um philip grubauer pavel francos michael hutchinson and adam werner um out of out of those four yep out of those four i i i i mean obviously you're gonna keep grubby and and frankie um, who who do you have as the third guy if, if something is to happen to those guys? I mean, for me, you're going to get a little bit of home cooking because I had the pleasure of watching Werner play uh, for the Eagles a few times. And I, I think I've talked about this before, but he made a set, uh, just barehanded puck. Uh, like I said, Sports Center top 10 type. What, was that missed? Of uh, save. It might have been Miska. I think it was um, Miska. He's getting most getting Werner and Miska mixed up. Uh, I know I've seen them both play, um, but Werner's that guy. I mean, with the Eagles, you know, after Francois left, he stepped up, and it, you know, it was great to see him get minutes in the NHL this year too. Um, it's kind of, I mean, for me, you got to go Pavel, Grub, and and Werner, in my opinion. Haven't gotten the chance to see Hutchison, quite what Hutchison can do, um, but what about you? That's that that'd be my three. So uh, um, what about you? So I I also picked Hutchinson. Um, in in, in just in my opinion, um, 
Hutchinson was the guy we picked up because we didn't know when Gruby was coming back. We didn't know when Frankie, um, if Frankie could be the number one while while Gruby was out after he went down in the outdoor game at uh, at the academy. So, and, and Warner had just gotten hurt with the Eagles and um, was projected to be out for the year. Obviously, now he's able to he's healthy again because we've had this huge layoff. There's been no issues. He, he's been able to rehab his body. Uh, you, you look at Hutcherson, I mean, obviously a little bit more games played this year, 16 compared to Werner's two. Uh, you look at their goals against, it's practically, I mean, granted two games, it's not a small, it's, it's a pretty small sample space. But goals against are the same. It's just Hutcherson's is more drawn out. Day percentage, you got Hutchison coming in at 0. .888. Uh, with Werner, he posted 914. And and even and even with that sample size, let's remember, Werner came in maybe 40 seconds into the game against Winnipeg when Frankie got ran over by by uh, by Mark Shifley when he was driving the net. So uh, Hutchinson's coming in cold, and keep in mind Hutchinson has, has played in that building. The the Manitoba Moose play in that building, so he had played there. He understand how the boards bounce, how all of that works. So he comes in, he's got a little bit of confidence, anyways, and he starts making save, save after save after save after save. He comes in and posts a forty save shutout in his first NHL game to get his first win. I would rather take a guy who's twenty two and has that bravado of I can do this rather than a guy who's basically spent most of his time in the AHL and has kind of bounced around from team to team. I mean, the, the dude has been on three different teams in his seven-year career. Uh, just one of those almost journeyman-type guys where he's proven what he can do. Uh, you, you pick him up as a third goalie, you know, because you do have a friend, Zos and Groob. So, you, you know, those guys are no joke when they're on. It'll just be interesting to see I, I guess who can tap into that inner inner wall the the fastest here. Mm-hmm. And 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 like I said, I, I I honestly believe that it's going to be Warner. They they might give the nod to Hutchinson just because he's a vet. That that might be the only thing that gets him through. You got Warner coming out of the Eagles internal, I, I, a bit younger, save percent. I mean, he played well. Um, It'll be interesting to see what they go with. As much as Hutchinson, you know, it was a good signing uh, for, for what they were trying to do at mm-hmm. the time. But I think Werner just gives you a little bit more upside. I, I fully agree with that, too. Lock him in. Uh, Frankie and Werner for me. Yeah, and, and we're going to post this um, to our social media accounts, too. Um, we're, we're creating this this roster live um, right now on capfriendly.com uh, where you can kind of just make up every um every inch of the lines so um we'll post this um i'll get this link saved and uh, excuse me and sent out to to joel and we'll get it put up on all of our social media um before we post this podcast so we can you guys can see what we did as well and just kind of seeing who goes where and where everything kind of ends up and where everything kind of ends up it'll be nice to some of this work in person <laughs> it it will be nice all and, said and, and, done. and hopefully that's going to be really soon yeah, fingers crossed here. Just definitely, news. Good news on the horizon. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So with with defense, um, there were. Oh, we gotta pull it back up. Sorry. There, there were twelve total. Twelve guys invited. Um. You you have your everyday roster guys: Johnson, McCarr, Zadorov, Graves, Cole, um, Barbario, and Gerard were uh 
are, are your main seven that you typically had during the season. Uh, the the interesting one that we talked about last week um, a little bit was Bowen Byram. He got invited out to camp. I don't see Bowen Byram moving forward this year. I, I, I think they just say, look, get your legs under you, understand what it's like to get to this pace. Next year, come compete for a job. And if you don't get it, just go go to Loveland for a little bit, work on your game, and then make the jump. <clears throat> um, he, he's uh, one of the guys who I have out right off the bat. I mean, nothing wrong with taking... It's a little bit of a different situation than Makar was last year, uh, how they brought him on. A little bit different. Byron's, I mean, I think he's going to be just as good. I fully but, agree. I mean, a little bit younger, you know, like like you said, he has all that experience in the WHL, which is a, a no-knocks, no-jokes type league. Uh, and But with him getting to watch him hopefully play for the Eagles and absolutely tear the ice up down there, then I'm all for it. Yeah, I, I, I think we're both in agreement that, you know, Byram, while I think it's a great thing he's here at camp, it, it's just it's not the right time just yet yeah he's he's one of those guys where let's bring him in at the start of next year and it would be it would be so enticing yes just to, just to see what he could do but i'm like you you know let him get his legs under him let him skate in the ahl for a little bit uh even you know maybe bring him up mid-season um He's really that transcendent, you know? If, if he pans out to be what everyone is expecting him to be as, as that fourth overall pick and, and with the expectations that McKinnon has now placed on fourth overall defensive picks for the Avs, if he meets that or exceeds it, he's going to be in the NHL within 20 games. Or he starts the year with the big boy club. It's, it's, it, it's pretty much either he starts or he's going to be there at some point, and it's going to be early on, and he's going to and he's going to make a name for himself and stay. Yeah, most definitely, and I noticed that when when they were, you know, just testing different lines for uh, for this run here, uh, Byron wasn't really, you know, he wasn't participating in those. He, you had your set lines of of Graves and McCarr basically. Uh, I, I mean, you had he had people like Gerard and Johnson paired, uh, Colin Zadorov, uh, Barbarian Kanadin, which I think is kind of a cool, uh, interesting pairing here. And then, I mean, that's for and, me. Yeah, and then like McDonald and Lindholm were basically the the odd, the odd guys out. Yeah, for me, there's your top eight. Um, the guys that were on the ice today partic- participating in those much higher paced uh, drills. So, so did you have Timmins in or out? I had Timmins out. Okay, and I, I as much as I love Timmins, mm-hmm. the talent that you have on the defensive side. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine taking out Graves. Imagine taking out Makar, Gerard, Johnson, Cole, Cole Zadorov. Yeah. Oh, or Gerard, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and a, a, a guy I really want to touch on just briefly um, is Jacob McDonald um, from. He, he's from the Eagles, and the the interesting thing about McDonald is that when when he when, when he came to the Eagles, they asked him to to play D, and he he was like, oh sure, that's fine, I'll play D. The, the guy's a natural forward, 
and he's stepping up and playing big minutes for for the Eagles in Loveland as a defenseman. <clears throat> and the the fact he's even getting an invite as as a defenseman now is is just showing how much he's able to adapt to his game to what it needs to be. And, and while <clears throat> while he he's gonna he's gonna make a great NHL defenseman pretty soon for somebody I, whoever picks him up he's gonna be great if if it came down out, out of these out of these four guys timmins mcdonald byram and lindholm if, if they needed a ninth defenseman i would still pick timmins over mcdonald yeah and and and, and, and like i said there's no knock on mcdonald the reason why is if something happens to graves if something happens to johnson or cole and you don't want to put barbario in there with with uh with, with mccarr let's say uh, timmins and mccarr played together for two years at the world junior championships and com- and were a combined plus 12 through six games so they have chemistry from playing in international competition together i think that bednar and sakic would sit down and have that conversation of look we know these two can play together let's keep them together and if it doesn't work, then, I mean, we, we throw Barbario or we throw Connaughton in there and just wait until we get our guys healthy again. Yeah, it, it depends on what Bednar wants to do if he just wants to take eight or nine. Who are, who are your seventh and eighth defensemen? Because I, I, I think we're both in agreement. The top six is the top six. They're not moving. So uh, un, un, unless you have someone out that I don't have out currently I'm, I'm gonna be really interested to see if you think that the last two out are the same that i have the last two out on so so my top eight i'm just gonna go uh just just list them off here it'll be graves mccarr gerard uh eric johnson ian cole zadorov and then i've got you know i've got barbarian Connaughton. yeah um just because they were those guys that were getting those quality minutes yeah, it's and, not a knock on Timmins. It's not a knock on Beerum, especially. They just have a really, really deep defense, really deep team, and it's going to be. I mean, I would hate to be Bednar right now. You have all the riches in the world right now at your fingertips. With with so much cap, and and Joe Sakic too, with so much cap space. Like like like, I know you got to resign Ryan Graves. He's a restricted free agent. Are you gonna resign Nikita Zadorov? See, that's what we were talking about. I it, it's it's so I'd be the odd tough. man out. It, it's so tough where you don't know if you resign him. You're gonna resign Burakovsky. He's an RFA. I, I mean, the the dude put up his best offensive season ever this year. Oh, Burakovsky. I mean, for me, getting into lines here, he's been going top line in camp. He's been skating with McKinnon. Yeah, and and that's the nice thing, and I I think that's a really nice thing because we both agree on defense, so we can move on from that. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, the nice thing is that you can break up that that ninety two, uh, twenty nine ninety six line whenever you want. They did it a lot during the playoffs last year. I, I mean, outside of power play in that first round, they weren't really together except for in game two when they needed a spark, and then a little, and then the front part of game three, because when when McCarr got his first goal. It was McKinnon Landeskog with Alexander Kerfoot. So it, you can mix and match where where ninety two or ninety six goes. 
you're, you're going to keep McKinnon on that top line. And if you want to give him a break and give him, if you're the home team, here, let's say this, if you're the home team and you have last change, you don't, and you don't want McKinnon going against Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan, who have been very effective against Nathan McKinnon in his career. You can throw Kadri out there with Don Scoy and insert third guy here. So, and, and that's why I've never been a huge proponent of keeping the MGM uh, the MGM line, three-headed monster, the 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 Mac the Mac Cog Rantanen or whatever that one was I saw on Twitter the other day. Um, Seen that, that attack line. death lineup. Yeah, uh, I mean, death lineup. I mean, insert name here. You can yeah. split them up, and that's what makes Colorado so dangerous right now. Is that when I when I'm just staring at this top this top nine and really even the top twelve that I have, oh. it, it is scary how good they are because you have perennial in, in all honesty 25 30 goal minimum guys through your top nine and and that's just a very scary thing to see just from a top nine because colorado can just roll four lines and get everyone's legs involved within the first 20 and then really start to shorten the bench if they need to yeah. and those top nine guys i mean you got mac Got ranted in, got Landeskog. Um, don't necessarily have to do the death lineup like people were saying. Like a lot of announcers would just get giddy with it when we would throw it, and they, like, here's the line that it, it basically just rolls, steamrolls over the league, given the chance, give them two minutes, you know, uh, if, and, and if they, they're and on, they can, and they can and they can break a game open. And I, I do think the difference from last year is that. Last year, they really relied on McKinnon, Miko, and Landy to get things going. They, they Especially really, against the Sharks. Yes, that was huge. Tell, Ga- game three. I think it was game, yeah, game three. I, I also uh, want to say game seven when McKinnon got hurt. Yeah, he, he got hit weird, and it looked like he might have separated his shoulder and got a, uh, a, a cortisone shot or something in there just so he can go back out and, and finish the rest of the game. And, uh, when he went down, I was scared. Oh, I was losing it. I, I was, There's our production, ugh. and the team responded. We, we kind of shelled back, allowed the Sharks to go on, you know, just a peppering of our goaltender. But And, and, and one of the guys um, I think we're going to miss this season is going to be Colin Wilson. Um, he, he's, yeah. not, he's not going to be projected to play. He Even Bednar yeah. said he, he's not fit to go, which tells me that he's not going to go at all. And, and he's been out since November, and he, he's on the last year of his deal. So I, I don't I, – we may have seen the last of Colin Wilson in an AF sweater. Um, I, I mean, obviously it's to be seen. But I, I mean, obviously, your your first six guys really: Landeskog, McKinnon, Rantanen, uh, Jonas Donskoy, Nazem Kadri, and Andre Burakovsky. I, I think those six are pretty set that they are that they're going to be in that top six no matter what. Yeah, me, I, I even might if, if Bednar is looking for for that that spark, Jared. If he's trying to split up, you know, McKinnon and Rantanen, uh, you know, keep Burkowski on that first line, drop Landy to the second, and, and give me Kadri, maybe a guy like Donskoy, you know, maybe someone like Valerie Nitrishkin. I, I think the only guy you move out of that top six, if you're gonna if you're gonna swap those two lines, is you move Miko down to play with with uh, with Burra and and Kadri. 
and you put Don Scully up with McKinnon and Landeskog. I, I think that would be the move, the the, the logical move. I, I understand that puts f- three left-handed shooting guys on the same line, and that's kind of yeah. not not it's not kosher essentially in hockey. But by by moving them. By just even moving Miko off, that gives Miko a little bit more room to operate. That gives Donskoy the ability to find himself in open ice while while Landeskog grinds the corner. McKinnon can can dangle out of a phone booth and then pass through a pinhole, and Donskoy yeah. can be sitting on sitting on the back door just waiting to collect any scraps. Uh, main point that you're trying to make, Jared. I mean, the top the top six are basically interchangeable, and I mean, even I mean, think about think think about something like this, Jared. Think about a line, right, with Comfer, Donskoy, and Nemisnikov as your third line. I mean, that's a lethal third line. It's a lethal third line, and and, and that's a line that's going to primarily kill penalties too. I I think that's a, that's one of the pieces that's that's really understated is that that line is outside of JT Comfer who's gonna take faceoffs on the second power play and probably go net front, um, if not in the middle of the uh, of the diamond on the power play. He Comfer's gonna run power. My my guess, and this is just a complete guess, that the Nemestikov will take. Um, will also take power. So I guess a lot of those guys are actually taking power play. I'm looking at it again. Um, yeah. Because you typically have four four forwards and a defenseman, which in this in this case would be McCarr and Gerard on one and two. Um, the the only odd guy out that's not probably on the power play on that line is is Nichushkin. And he can play power play. He can go to stand net front. I mean, the dude's six six four, six two, six four in that in the area has hands where you can tip pucks, he can he can do anything in front of that, he can muck and grind. But he's a much better penalty killer than anybody gives him credit for and that he was underutilized in Dallas. And that's why he went back to Russia and just tried to refine his game and came back on a prove-it deal. And, and this, this prove-it deal has worked out in his favor for next year. Yeah. Nutrishkin, those guys, like you were saying, you know, kind of a grinder. He... he his name sort of with Dallas doing exactly what you're doing, you know, killing, killing penalties. Um, but you get that sort of, when we signed him, when, when we got him this year, I was so ecstatic because you immediately get a guy with a chip on his shoulder and someone who's trying to prove that. And you look at these guys like Burakovsky on Skoy and a lot of these guys, you know, it's, it's amazing what people can do when you put them together in a brand new situation under a guy like Bednar with all this energy. Watching those top nine is going to be just a real treat for anyone who's just an overall hockey fan because they play a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. And and that third line, it has a lot of skill, but boy, does it have a lot of grit on it too. I, I mean... Nemestikov does not mind going into the corner and and roughing people up. Same with Comfort thrives on grinding. I mean, the the dude's a noted goal scorer. I mean, him alone, JT Comfort alone stole two games last year in the playoffs. He he got the ass back into game into game four when they won in overtime. He got the first goal against Mike Smith with like ten minutes left on just a weird net mouth scramble, and he and he pots it, and then he had two in game six against the Sharks when the Avs again won in overtime. You want to talk about a guy who is going to be able to step up 
and produce in huge and in, in major leverage moments, it's going to be JT Comfort. And he's not going to get the credit that a Kadri, a Ranson, and McKinnon, Landeskog, Burakovsky, and any of those quote unquote name brand guys are going to get. But he doesn't. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need the recognition. He knows what he does, and he does it really effectively. I, I, I mean, he was one of our healthiest guys this year. Played sixty-seven games. I mean, his goal—you know, eleven goals, uh, twenty assists—posted uh, a plus nine for the year, and he's your, you know, he is your third line guy posting thirty-one points. He's a thirty-one point guy, like. It's huge and, and and a face-off percentage of forty-seven percent. Like he, the the dude is consistent in the circle. That's the thing, and it's this, it's the same thing with Landeskog. You can throw Landeskog to play center. He's got a fifty-six percent face-off percentage. Nazem Kadri is our best face-off guy by percentage at fifty-six point eight. There's a reason why we signed him and traded for him. There, there's a, licking, there's an obvious reason. I was licking my lips the offseason that we had. We still got cap space. Mm-hmm. Amazing third most in the league so uh all you free agents out there you want to win a couple rings go ahead and hop on the train yeah and dead serious and and, and like we said and i I think i said it a a few episodes ago if if the abs don't win at least two cups in the next 10 years i'll be shocked i i i honestly will be shocked 100 percent um and as as for the fourth line, I mean, this is where it, it's going to be very nice because I think this fourth line is going to be very fluid depending on what the game situation is, what the series count is at, what happened in the last couple games, et cetera, et cetera. And by, by keeping an extra line behind them, and obviously we don't know anything about how many they're actually going to be able to keep, we just tried to keep it out of cap and say, look, here's just an extra line. Because typically you get two, you'll take two forwards and an extra defenseman as your injury players. Um, and then if injuries happen, you just use those guys. On my fourth line, I have a, a, a very, very, very defensive and very gritty fourth line. Ah. Left wing is Matt Calvert. There you go. Center is Pierre Edouard Belmar. And on right wing, I have Matt Nieto, which, ah. which, which leaves Tyson Jost in the stands for for me uh, and just going off that that grit lineup in bednar even it's what he did today he played calvert belmar nieto jost in the mix but and that line i mean you, you think about colin wilson too when you think about guys like calvert uh, and, and guys like jt comfort just you know guys that that step up when when guys like McKinnon and Ranson and, and Landy, Landy having an off night because they are human. It does happen. Um, as good as they are, it does happen. And those guys are uh, always there. So so I agree with you. Uh, you know, Calvert, Belmar, Nieto, especially with what Nieto was doing this year, I'm loving it, man. Yeah, and I, the 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 guys I'm omitting from um, the final. The final three um, are, are, are are could easily be interchanged. I just I didn't see a fit for them um, in in the lineup I had I had predicted. Um, and w- one of those guys is um, Vladislav Kamenev. Uh, he he was kind of the last piece of the Duchesne deal, and I he just he hasn't worked out. He's been injured. He 
has been down with the Eagles. It just it just seems like he's a kid who just can't get it going yet, and for some unknown reason, it's just roadblock after roadblock after roadblock um, keeps putting up in his way. So, um, I have him out as well as um, T.J. Tynan, who came up and played um, some some valuable minutes for. Um, for the Avs during during that time where, I mean, we were just riddled with injuries toward the end of the year. Um, so he, he was one of the guys where I, I I had to take a long look and say, you know, he's he's really good. He, he's a great AHL player. I, there's just, there isn't a spot for him, unfortunately. Um, uh, think about just what that fourth line's really about, too. It's really, you know, just a, a lot of plug and play guys. Uh, these last three, these last three Eagles guys. Granted, I think they're going to be great. I mean, you, you throw, yeah, you throw, you know, O'Connor in there too, and it's when O'Connor play. You know, he, he did he did his fair share too this year, um, but yeah, just just not enough space for for O'Connor Tynan. Um, and Kamenev, for for that matter. Yeah, and 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 L- and LOC. I mean, I mean the dude has some. Ins- he's got some really great speed. He he really does. And he does. And as one of those guys that can come on and change O'Connor. I mean, watching O'Connor play with the Eagles, it's just one of those. He he would burn people left and right. It, it looked like he wasn't even skating in the same league a lot of times. Yeah, and and what Logan O'Connor does at the AHL level reminds me of what Michael Jolie was doing at the ECHL level. He was blown by dudes with a ton of skill and could finish at will essentially. And 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 Logan O'Connor, the the, the DU product, he's gonna he's gonna make a huge impact on this team at some point. At some point, I just don't think it's quite yet. Give him, there- give him a year or two. And we'll see him at least in probably a top nine role. And those guys too. It's like it's hey, you know, prove your worth with the Eagles. You've got the best team, basic in my opinion, one of the best teams, in the league waiting in the wings. And those guys are going to work that much harder, uh, just to and just the the vibe. You know, it's. It's great to see them all just out there again and skating here. I know we're going a little bit over, but sorry, guys. We, we did say 30 minutes, but we just love talking hockey, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, quick, quickly closing, my, my my last three that I've taken into, that, that, that I would take personally with me into Edmonton, who may not see the ice at all or will only see the ice due to injury, is Tyson Jost, Sheldon Dries, and Shane Bowers. And Shane Bowers is the only one in there where... It's it, it feels like that I'm sliding Kamenev or I'm sliding Tynan because Bowers didn't play a single minute with the with the Avs this year. But didn't but look what he did with the Eagles. Exactly. That that's um, exactly right. One of those when you talk about Michael Joe Lee them for the ECHL, uh when I was interning for them, you know, he he was on the stat sheet every night. And, and 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 Shane and like I said, Shane Bowers is he he also I mean when you're when you are a twenty year old coming into a, a pretty veteran team like the Eagles 
and you finish seventh in scoring. I, I mean, you're, you're doing something right, in all honesty. You're, you're doing something right. And granted, it was 27 points through 48 games. And yes, TJ Tynan had four, at 47 points in 42 games. He was also dishing the puck to a guy like Sheldon Dries, who was f- finishing at will. A guy like Eric Condra, who was finishing at will. And, 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 and let's just put it out there. Jacob McDonald has a, has a legit reason to possibly feel slighted that he's not going to get a call up on defense with his 42 and 56 as a defenseman, which was second in the league uh, on the team. So it, it's, it's just one of those where it, it's, it feels like a slight, but it's not. And, and Michael Jolie, I mean, good year. I mean, 19, 19 points, but the, the guy is just, he's fallen off since the abs had made, have made the jump to, uh, or since the Eagles have made the jump to the AHL. Uh, it was cool to see him skate the element. Um, a lot of times with those burners too, he was a burner. Mm-hmm. Look at a guy specifically cut out score. Um, you know, get behind the line, uh, chase those loose pucks down the boards. He's the guy where, where you know when he's on the ice he's going to be going 120 miles an hour exactly um with that with that style of play he also suffered some gruesome uh, some bad injuries too takes a toll yeah exactly and and it's it's if we would have tried just to pick 12 forwards 7d and two goalies it, it would have been a lot harder than what we've come up with but 100 percent would have been harder it's definitely um, more of a just a general place this guy here place this guy there you you could do all sorts of things with the you know with the wings in the centers that the abs have right now and, and, and it, it, it's all matter. it's all very very fluid um and that's i i think that's just one of the nice things about what the abs have this year is that they have the depth that they've been missing for the last four or five years. And, 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 and this will, this will carry that team through the next, I mean, I mean, you got Miko locked up for six, McKinnon for four, Landy for two. They're going to resign Burakovsky. You got Kadri for three more. You got Don score for four more years, which is underreported. Arden McCarr for seven. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, you want to talk about having guys locked up long term and having having guys that are going to be here and be consistent players. You have five of your top six and four, uh, essentially five of your top six defensemen and one of your goaltenders locked up for two more years. It's going to be a fun time in Denver. It, it really is uh, between the Nuggets and the Az and um, hopefully the Rockies are Turn, are going to turn around in this quick little sprint of 60 games, but... We'll get some Rockies action in there, but I'm going to be watching these hockey matchups, Jared. Not just the Avs, but just all the games. Because playoff it's playoff hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, love it. It's it's March Madness for me. Um, you know, some of my best best, best memories are, are watching watching games with, with friends and family and 
it's just great to have that back, uh, especially where things are in, in a world where things are might be looking a little bit, you know, more on the bleak side. It's good to have uh, it's good to have some sunshine every once in a while. Yeah. And and it's just going to be it's going to be one of those where we're going to see this turn for the better. And it's it's just going to be it's going to be a lot of fun just to see how this roster ends up shaping out and how they and and just how Bednar plays this chess match of who he's going to keep in the lineup. Definitely. We will be keeping an eye on it. Uh, as you guys all know, as per usual, uh, Jared and I are the eyes in the sky. You know, basically, we're, we're hawks when it comes to this kind of stuff. Um, we, we love doing it. And uh, I, I promise next, you know, next week, uh, we might do two episodes uh, for this week here, just depending on time. And that one will be a 30 minute segment. Um, we won't talk about the abs or hockey just because. We do get a little bit carried away, uh, but uh, w- you know we hope you guys love what you hear, and uh, we will be dropping this, uh, you know, towards the end of the week, and then we'll be, we'll hopefully be getting out uh, one more segment for you guys as well. Uh, Jared, any more, uh, just kind of closing thoughts that you had? Um, I, I did find the start time for the Minnesota exhibition game on the 29th. Okay, when I just, is it? I, I I didn't look hard enough. I didn't look past my nose, but it's okay. It is going to be on uh, the 29th at 1230. We don't know if it's going to be televised yet. The, those are all things that are, um, are are very much in the air right now. So uh, once we, w- once everyone kind of hears this is where it's going to end up, I, I think we're all going to kind of find out at the same time of who's going to be where and what's this going to look like. So, but that, that I think is going to be the... Um, that, that's gonna that's gonna be the first time that hockey is officially back for the Avs, and they're gonna play in a just a quick little exhibition and just get it out there and get it done with. Alrighty, folks. Well, uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, everyone, have a good night. Have a good uh, rest of your week coming up here, and go out and kill it. Go out and do something. Go out and do something that that drives you. Go out and you know have a day with yourself, or or go read a book, or fish, or uh, do something that makes you feel alive this week. And uh, just yeah, we'll, we'll see you guys soon here. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Have a good one. I'm moving alone, I don't pick up the phone with my family call I've been doing it wrong and I don't know what's happening Trying to get what I've just been imagining Getting close and I've just been examining All of the fake shit the game has been packaging I've been keeping it real, I've been doing what I feel I've been out here trying to kill every beat I know I will, everything I'm working on Every night another song, they be quiet all alone They gon' notice when I'm gone I, I, I come from a town where most of the people are so close-minded they go into school and they work in a job, but they don't even like it. I won't be put in a box. Nobody telling me what I should rock. Nobody telling me what I should drop. Cause I do what I want and just know I don't stop. Recording till four in the morning. They snoring. I'm pouring my soul into every story. I'm writing, producing. I mix it. I master. I'm building my craft and I'm not looking back. I've been going doing things I want to do when I want to. Everybody want to get away, but they not do. Everybody want to copy you, but they not do. Everybody want to get away, but they not do. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving, at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. 
It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com.